You're now listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast, straight from the streets of Tokyo. And we ain't talking no sushi temples and shrines and shit, motherfuckers. Alright, we're back with another episode. It's the Royal Urban Mobile Podcast. This time from Yokohama, Tokyo Cliff. Chocolate Buddha in the house. First time in Yokohama, my brother. What do you think? Nice day. Pretty nice day in Yoko. So we got we got two fellas here today. We got the homie Cordell and Mason. Um Cordell, Mel, so you got the foreign cuts, right? So um talk about that a little bit. How how that got how you started that. Um, I mean, well I had the idea of doing, I really wanted to do the, do a shop, and my whole thing was, I just wanted to give back to to you know, sort of the military community while I was in the Navy, and I just, at first I really I couldn't do a shop, because like the time I, I don't think the timing was right. So my actually it was my wife's idea. So I started started out as being mobile, and I just took off with it like she got me like an appointment book and, and everything it was her whole idea and that lasted for maybe like like two years and one day man I was I mean I was up and down the road all the time so Tokyo Yokohama I even went to Osaka once and one day I was I was on the base going to a client and I guess I don't know what it was I just passed out and I woke up in the hospital like Oh, I don't know. I, I guess I was dehydrated or, or whatever. And um, when I woke up, my mind was so focused on getting to my next client. It was like, I woke up like, oh, I'm about to be late. I got to go. And then the nurse was like, no, you ain't going nowhere. You know, and then I knew like, okay, it's time to get a shop. You know what I mean? So So you started out mobile. Mobile. Yep. And just what, I guess upon request, you would just go anywhere, right, right. meet people, Yokohama, Tokyo. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then that shit wore you out. Right? Yeah, man. <laughs> literally, yeah, bro. So, so, what were the steps to getting your own business, your own shop? Um, well, so here in Japan, you gotta to to have your own, I guess, business. As far as like a, a barber shop, you have to have a license. But I mean, there's loopholes, and you know, if you really want something, you gonna find out how to do it. Yeah. But um, you have to be, you could be under somebody. So say I own, you have a license, I can work under you, but it's my shop. So far as you, Mason, you, you work out of the shop too? I as do. Well? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Cordell and I both s- kind of similarly went about Japan when we were faced with the brutal fact that we, we wouldn't have a chance of being in a normal Japanese salon. Like when that hit me, I just, um, I, I had to make do with what I had, and at this point, I didn't know Cordell. Um, you know, Tokyo's not that big, so if you're an American cutting hair and you're making noise, they're going to be like, wait, I know this dude that cuts hair. I know this guy. So we pretty much know everybody that's here. That's cu- If you have clippers <laughs> in your hand and you can cut a black dude's hair, we pretty much know about you. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, through mutual friends, um, Cordell and I had kind of talked, and... I was thinking about working in a shop in in uh, Shibuya, but uh, 
the owner and I didn't see eye to eye on everything. Um, and and right after that, it was just like a sign. Like right after that, I, I told Cordell, man, this is crazy. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I want to do everything I can here. And and we got off the phone. And then like a day later, he messaged me and was just like, let's do this together. Come to the shop. We could we could make bigger things happen. And I and I appreciate the fuck out of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like somebody reaching out and looking out for you know, their own. And that's kind of what we try to do in the shop more, more so for the military people, because I know that be, for me, the, the reason I got into barbering is because of the culture that surrounds it. Being in that barbershop, being in that environment, feeling relaxed with the dudes bullshitting. That's like, that's a key part of my growing up my whole life, like going to the barbershop and stuff. So to be able to create that environment for the Americans that just, they, they wouldn't have that. I mean, if you go to the next you're getting fucked up anyway but not only the haircuts that environment is totally different it's like it's like a mcdonald's in there they just turning you out at our shop we we do our best to create make you feel like you're back home like and and i think barber the barber shop is kind of a universal language for back home no matter where you are in the states it's it's gritty. It's like this this podcast thing. It's real raw in there. Yeah. If you come in there with a fucked up head, you're going to get chewed out. You're going to get gassed on word, everything word. above. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you got Yeah, exactly. I mean, so that that environment, that that uh, feeling that we get to create in people, that's that's what drives us to work the way we do and work together. And I think that we share that commonality and, and that's what makes us a good team first of all that's a beautiful story but i gotta ask you something since you work in that environment i know you gotta be on top of sports too i know you gotta be on top of the news because you know we're talking about real barbershop talk you yeah. Know what I'm saying? yeah so i'm i'm actually i'm in i'm in i'm in the fashion so uh to to be honest i do i i grew up i, I grew up playing football i i i was you know that was my whole life but when i uh left that life behind i I kind of like it. W- it was sad. It was sad for me. So I don't even. I do love to watch football and, and be involved in sports like that. But to me, it's just like I, I had like six concussions in high school. So it, it, to me, it's like a whole soft area. I don't even. You know, because I'm I'm such a competitive person. If I can't compete like that, like I don't know. But I was just talking about you know the aspect of just you know smack talking in the barbershop oh, yeah. and yeah, all this that and the other. Oh, yeah. That's where I was coming from. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Cordell? Being in that environment, yeah, you got to stay on top of current events. And actually, we even got like a topic of the day on the board. And actually, we've got to change that shit now. But yeah. uh, Usually it sits there for a couple of days. Yeah, it sits <laughs> there for a couple of days. So, so we ask somebody, either Mason or myself or, or whatever, or a customer. We just, hey, 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 write something on the board of what you think. I think this last topic was, um, what was that shit? A billion dollars. Yeah, what would you do with a billion dollars? And, you know, usually people come in and they get a little spill and, and, and say whatever. But, I mean, I think that's a really good way to connect. You know what I mean? It's a really good way to connect with people and make them feel like they're at home. And that's what I want to, I just, you know, that's what I want to bring. You know what I mean? Like, now I can get, I can get two shits about the money because I already know it's going to be there. So, you know, my thing is just giving back and making people put a smile on people's face and making them feel like, okay, I want to come back in here. I want to bring my homies up in here. We can chill, play dominoes, hell, shoot dice if you want to, shit. Like, whatever, you know what I mean? This is a shop. You got the homie coming in there selling DVDs and... and, and. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hey, hey, that's coming coming soon, hell. (laughs) 
this is happening in Japan now. That's what I'm saying. So they providing this community here in Japan. So that's what's up, man. I love that though. So how many uh, how many uh, barbers do you have in, in the shop? It's just Mason and myself. Oh wow, yeah. that's dope. Yeah, yeah two man team then. Yeah, yeah. We we definitely have like bigger plans to expand, and and there's some people that 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 come to the shop on a regular basis that are our regular customers that. They got a little bit more change than us young folks, so they they see this opportunity. They see us. They see our drive. They see how much we care about this, and uh, hopefully within, like, the next year or so, we, we will be a little bit more established and, and really be able to uh, invest a lot of our time and money into a bigger shop with more chairs and get more barbers in there because there are people out here that are doing great things and that are good people, but damn, I'm lucky as hell to find him because... There are those other ones that are real shifty and, and, and move in a certain way that, like, when you get into business with them, it's a little bit hard. So finding those people and taking that time to um, create our, our network is really important. So I like just having us, us two in there for right now and being able to check out the community and, and get a vibe of everybody first. So. Yeah, that's dope. So... With the plans to make things bigger, um, how about the, the location? Because I, I know location is important, right? You guys are close to the base, so you cater to a lot of Americans. Um, w- would it still be in Yokosuka? Yeah, it's still going to be in Yokosuka. Um, actually, we looking, it's a, it's a location that I found, actually. And it's, right now I'm on the, I guess, the southern side of Yokosuka, but we want to move more close to like the main gate of the base It's more north by the bigger station so and right now man we on the fifth floor and there's no elevator so it's a hike up and it's steep so uh we really trying to like get well find a location that's a little bit you know close to the ground so man don't worry about them five flows man them navy folks gotta stay you know they gotta keep them pt standards you'll be, su- you you know be surprised you'll yeah. be surprised some of them motherfuckers can't do that shit and it's it's more also the 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 other clientele that we want to cater to it's 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 a real i think that's probably the hardest battle is creating a shop that you feel comfortable with the guys but also when some mom walks in with her yes. kid yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not like we're you know, it's not a trap house. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. As much of a, a of a relaxed vibe as we keep it, like, there's also, uh, you know, if you cut yourself off from that demographic, and you, you're just going to hurt your own business. And that's a good point, because even in the hood, you know, moms come in there, you know, single parents, exactly. single moms or whatever, and uh, they bring their little son there to get a haircut. Exactly. I mean, you know, we, we, we can keep it raw and all that, but you got to... Keep in mind that, you know, you might have a woman in there. And yeah, exactly. And and that's a that's a real hard line to balance with, with the barbershop because shit does get a little hectic yeah, in there. And then all of a sudden, you turn around and some little kid standing there holding his mom's hand. It's like, whoa, wait, wait, wait a second. We got to turn down all this rap music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in other words, no cussing around the kids when y'all come in now. Yeah. Man, understand that. Yeah, word. I, I slip up, though, damn. I don't. I, I've noticed a few times I'm like cutting somebody's hair and we're talking or whatever and I look back and Cordell's got some little kid in the chair and I just realized I said fuck like three times in a row. <laughs> I'm like, man. <laughs> now, now Mason, for you, you got you got something else going on, right? Talk about your 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 grooming uh, uh, products. So, thing. so that that product line is actually called Mason's Pomade, but it's not mine. Okay. Um, so it's actually modeled after the Mason jars from you know 
back in the day. Um, so they, they wanted to provide a different casing for pomade that it would stay better longer. Um, so they use like a tinted mason jar. And so the whole products are modeled after the inventor mason. So How did you get involved with that? It was a, it was a, a last ditch effort. I, I, I was cutting hair in the military and um, I saw all the barbers that I look up to. They were all using products and they were all sponsored by somebody. And I, and I just came across this company. They're from L.A. And I came across this company, and I, I really liked their products. And I went to L.A. and picked up some and tried to talk to the people that were involved there. And I ended up uh, meeting one of the people. He gave me his business card. And when I got home, I was like, man, this is going to be – I'm going to look so stupid. But I'm just going to send him an email and say, hey, can I make videos for you guys? Can I help you guys do whatever? And me, in my mindset, I thought, there's no way they're even going to reply to this. There's – you know – I didn't really know how things worked in this industry, so, but sure enough, they replied immediately, and they were like, of course, like, you can be an ambassador for us, and, um, and I really didn't know what that, mean, that meant, I didn't know what that meant for me at that point, I tried to do a lot of different things, um, but now I'm, I, I focus on merging art and, bar and barbering and fashion, and, and all the things that I love, I try to ball them all up into one. Um, and and I, I think you know Sess, uh, and you obviously have a connection with Colleen. So hey, shout those, out to Colleen. Yeah, shout out Colleen. Shout out Yent um, and Sess. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely got some some Yent gear at home. <laughs> I got some sweatpants and, and the t-shirts and all that. So yeah, shout out to Colleen. Yeah. Uh, so now that you know, I've stepped. I I think I tried to force a lot of things with that with Masons and trying to be. Um, like everybody else with their their branding and the way that they were promoting a product but i've kind of took a step back and and i don't want to incorporate more of the art aspect of things and really kind of take my time this is a brand new company too within the last couple of years so as young as i am to haircutting is as young as they are in the in the industry of products so they've gone through many formula changes they've done a lot of new products they're trying to constantly you know improve just like we all are so for for me, it was perfect. We were both growing at the same time. We we will continue to grow together. And I've had like you know conversations with other companies about other products, and it's like, dude, those people took a chance on me when I was just doing haircuts in the barracks. You know what I mean? And they were like, sure, you can be an an ambassador for us. So I'm never gonna switch up on them. It's a it's a loyalty thing. I guess that's like from where I come from. But like, you know. Be, being able to uh, work with that company, they've been uh, amazing. They send me a lot of free products, and and, and they have a lot of uh, a lot of amazing barbers in the industry that work with them now. Um, that have kind of joined after me, and we kind of have this little team now. So I get a lot of inspiration and learn a lot from these people. So really. I feel like I'm benefiting a lot more than they, you know what I mean? Like I'm getting a lot out of this. I, I get to connect with a lot of people across the world and, and, uh, and do it in a fun and creative way. There's, now, there's inspiration everywhere for me. Yeah. Cordell, um, like what, like far as your demographics, are there a lot of Japanese coming into the shop or? Now it's starting to, it's really starting to increase with Japanese before. No, but now it's, it's on the uprise, but I, I, I guess I could say probably like 80-20. Okay. The, you know, it's... What type of Japanese people are coming in there to get cuts, and what kind of haircuts are they getting? More the, the younger Japanese that's, I guess, 
seeing, you know, they seeing some the movie or some video, yeah, or they, some music video. And like, and they, oh, I want that. Yeah. That's... So I guess this one guy came in. You remember that picture that I showed you? Mm. The Japanese guy came in. Maybe he had to be 18 or 19, and he came in and showed me a picture of this. I guess it was a Hispanic dude. He had to like it was like a brush cut. The, the razor line up, you know, and he showed me the picture and he was like, can you do this? But his English <laughs> wasn't even that good. So I was trying to, you know, talk to him in Japanese and, you know, I was like, look, man, your hair is not exactly like that, but I'm going <laughs> to do, you know, as close as possible. And we get that sometimes. We get clients coming in thinking that, you know, they show us a picture off Instagram or, or, or the Internet or whatever, you know, hey, let me get this. But you got one strand of hair in your head, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh. But uh and 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 I'm gl- to piggyback off of that um do you have, you know, like back in the day, you know, Japanese and hung around the black scene so to speak. They always had the jafros. So, I'm wondering I, I know they have different textures of hair and you guys are pros at that, but you know, I'm wondering how do Japanese guys get that or could you do that for them? You mean the, the afro? Yeah, the afro. Oh. I just call it a jafro because it's on Japanese here. I'd be like, man, how you get your hair um, like that? And I see people like that, and I think it's just, yeah, a perm. Yeah, they do a perm, yeah. But uh, I haven't seen that recent. It's a famous Japanese boxer that has that. He's down in Okinawa. I can't remember his name, but he has that. And the first time I had seen it, I was like, how is her like that? And... I guess it's, I mean, yeah, like now you'll see Japanese dudes with like dread, like locks in their head. And like they, I mean, it'd be looking pretty dope sometimes, you know what I mean? So, but like, I think Japanese people are really trying to open up. Yeah, granted, this country is very, like, very homogenous. Everybody has to be certain way, this way, you know, in a straight line. But now I think, you know, they're, the West is influencing, 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 and hell, I, you know, they they take it on to it. Japanese people like culture vultures too. So, you know. <laughs> any anybody yeah. coming in like asking for like two cuts in the eyebrows? Yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah. I get a guy that coming in that look like uh, this dude. I promise you, this dude look like uh, what's his name? Oh man, Frankie Lyman, I think. But uh-huh. he get like a. Like two lines on both sides, and like the line in his eye, and <laughs> yeah, like he just do some, some yeah, wild stuff. yeah. But I mean, he the customer, you know. I I get to you, you know what I mean. I make it look good. You walk up out of there like a million dollar. Any like, you have like the most craziest requests from a Japanese, like make my hair do this, or mm. make my hair look like this, like something just. Something you would just like. I think that one dude was the craziest. Like, he just wanted, like, the brush cut and the razor line. But, like I said, you know, the texture is different. The hair texture is different. So, yeah, that was probably the craziest. I hadn't got anything, like, out of the ordinary from Japanese. But, like, you know, military guys coming there and be wanting that, what they call it? The fuckboy haircut. Yeah, yeah the fuckboy <laughs> haircut. So, the fuckboy yeah, yeah. fuck haircut. The fuckboy haircut is like a... It's a uh, hard it's a hard part comb over, and yeah. everybody, a lot of people in the Navy get that haircut, and we had this one dude come in. Well, I knew him before Mason did, and he was getting that, and that's what he wanted, and I was giving it to him, like, you know, and Mason came in, and he really, like, changed his perspective of what he wanted in a good way, and talkie. 
yeah. Yeah. Oh. What we can, what we are able to do is because we're getting educated as much as we can and going to these hair events, um, we're able to give people recommendations based on um, what we think is is good. And if I'm cutting. 20 heads in a week and I'm doing the same hard part I'm like bro I just had this many people leave my chair looking exactly like you like you want to change that up a little bit and and getting to know people also in the chair and, and finding a, a hairstyle that actually suits them instead of something that they just want to look like that dude you know what I mean and I think it, it's it's a part of our job to uh help them out you know yeah, yeah. oh you you that that's not a good look anymore you gotta you know like, like, yeah. like the, um you just made me think about coming to america oh yeah yeah he said he said he said why you want why you want your hair look like that for you i, I like your hair it's good <laughs> natural because <laughs> he, he wanted to, i think he wanted the jerry curl <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's really like that's that, one of my though. favorite movies though <laughs> Yeah, I love the barbershop scene, man. I mean, so you you, you ever be you ever be having dudes in there like with chickens and ribs and shit in there, sitting on the side or something like that? You know what? I got this one homie. He come in every time he come in. He come in with like a bento, and yeah, it's, it's Japan. It's Japan. <laughs> yeah. So you know he be he be smacking it on it, and then he, you know before he sit there he'll trash it or whatever. But like, um, I got some I got clients that come in and they just you know. I don't know, man. It make me feel like I'm at home, you know what I mean? Back yeah. in Memphis, you know what I mean? Like I can, it's, they bring that vibe in there. It's basically what's talking about that vibe. That, that is real, man, and you can't fake that, you know what I mean? Like, and I really, like, meeting Mason, man, being here in Japan, doing this with him, like, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm definitely not alone, you know what I mean? And like, this dude, man, like he's... She motivated? Yeah, like it's a motivation, you know what I mean? Because at times I feel like I done plateaued and I didn't, like, dang, well, what's next? What can I do, like, to keep myself, you know? And I'm learning stuff from him, you know what I mean? We learn, like, hell, we learn shit from each other. And that's you know what it's mean? about. That's, yeah. you know, that's part of the reason why we do this podcast is, like, because I feel like um, we, we are all here, right, in Japan, and it's a small percentage of us, but I think for us to really um, be successful and for people, for Japanese people and even the outside world to recognize the international community, we have to help each other out and, and support each other's businesses and movements or whatever, you know what I mean, whatever have you, you got, whatever you got going on, excuse me. Um, we just need to support each other. Um, so, you know, that's why, you know, I, I support um, Colleen with the, the Yent. Um, I know you know Arian, right? Mm -hmm. Arian, shout out to Arian. Um, he does his thing, and I, I, try to I try to support as much people as I can, you know what I'm saying? As much support in the barbershop, it's also a good, a good competitive vibe. Um, with, with, with Cordell, I, I hadn't gotten the experience of cutting a lot of black dudes' hair. So for me, like... Learning from him, I'm like, damn, I want to be, I want to be that good. The way, the way that he finesses clippers and 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 uh, and does lineups, it's different. It's different than the majority of the clientele that I had done before. So watching him, I'm like, man, he he made, he made that man way cleaner than I could have. It's like, <laughs> man, I got to get back in there and 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 it's a it's it's the it's the best thing for us because 
I'm teaching him things. He's teaching me things. And, and that, that, that edge, when he was mobile and I was mobile by myself, it's one thing to go to somebody's house and cut their hair. But your competition is kind of yourself at that point. When you're in the barbershop, the stakes are a little bit higher. You got somebody else that knows what they're looking at, too. And, and he's right behind me the whole time. I can't. You know, I can't fuck up this fade. <laughs> and because you, know? you know, you know, we all and we all know too. Like, I have like, you know, if I go to a particular shop and I frequent that shop, there's only one, maybe two barbers that I'm going to. Right. You know what I'm saying? If they're not there, I'm not fucking with the other right. ones. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think that's like that for for everybody in the so side. so 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 like uh, Cordell. You ever had like a let's say you was busy and a brother said, "Man, I need a haircut," and you point to him and do the brother give you that look like? Yeah, like I didn't had, I didn't had. You ain't a couple never had times. no white dude cut yeah. my hair, but, but like but, straight up, like if, yeah. somebody, if that happened, I make it my duty to make them feel like, okay, look, I'm gonna tell them like this dude dope as fuck. You know what I mean? Like he gonna take care of you. That's I know what's that. Up. Yeah, I know that. I have confidence in it. I this is this is you know this is facts. You know what I mean? Otherwise, then hell, he wouldn't he wouldn't be in this motherfucker. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, hey. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, dog. Go ahead. No, it's uh, uh what was it? it? Must have been a couple months ago. Uh, Cordell was back in the U.S. and he had posted, "We got walk-ins today," but I don't think he made it clear enough that he wasn't gonna be there. So I was in there. I was uh, cutting some dude's hair, and in walks this black dude, and he like peeked around the corner, and he was like. Oh no! Like I could just see it on his face. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck no! And and he he came in and he was like, "Man, so Cordell ain't gonna be here?" And I was like, "Nah, he's not." But you know, I could take care of you. I, I I'm pretty sure I got you, bro. Like you know, what what do you want? This and that. And I was still finishing up my other client. I had finished, and he was like, he had sat down in the chair and he stood up and he's like, "Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just wait." And I was like, "Hey, man, that's on you." But you know. Obviously, Cordell left me here in charge. He, he wouldn't have like <laughs> told you to come if you didn't think. So, anyways, he sat down and she I like, finished the dude, cut. Man. Yeah, so I I finished the cut and he's like, "Oh, holy shit! This is the first time a white dude has ever touched my hair, and y'all killed it." I was like, "I mean, you know." But uh, give you a little advice in dealing with brothers, man. I'm a little old school, not of the generation, but next time my brother comes in there and say, "Yo, man, Cordell, I don't know, man." Now this is how you handle it. Man, get your ass in this chair and let me hook you up. I got you, dog. Come on, man. What, yeah. what you want? And yeah. then he look at you like, damn, all right. You know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I just like to let my work speak for myself, work for itself. So I, I usually pull out some photos like, all right, here we go. Where's my little black section? I got go, to go to my temp phase. <laughs> you know? So it's all about making people feel comfortable. And, and I have a problem with being overly uh, confident or, or, or cocky. I think that I struggle a lot with uh, that part about barbering. It's it's good to have that, that nature about yourself. Like, I got you. you yeah, know, yeah, kind exactly. Of thing. You want people to feel comfortable. Uh, I'd say about 10% of being in a chair is uh, the way that you think your barber's going. You know what I mean? When you feel something and your barber's like, you're like, man, my dude back home didn't do this. You know yeah. what I mean? So you got to make it's a it's a whole big show. There's things that we do as barbers in, in the chair movements and things like that to make you feel comfortable the whole time. And, and managing that from the second somebody walks in the shop is is all is all part of getting your hair cut. Little did you know, we're thinking about everything. And when, when you're looking at the mirror, we're looking at like the way you're, you're moving and stuff like that. We have 
clients, we laugh about it all the time. You'd be cutting somebody's hair, and they, every time you turn around and grab a different guard, they looking in the mirror, like, checking, <laughs> checking, like, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's, you know, you can kind of get a, a personality judgment, and, and you got to cater to that person the whole time. It's, a, it's an experience from yeah, start to finish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, as professionals, you have to... You have to uh, take pride in your craft, your craft, and, and and get better, and be very attentive. You know, as a barber, you know, understand what they want, and kind of, you know, if they don't, like you said, they're not sure what they want, you can kind of give them suggestions, and you know, things of that nature. But yeah, man, we we appreciate it, uh, you guys coming on and um, coming out to talk to us. Um, throw out your so- your social media plugs or handles for like to pick anybody they wanna. Oh yeah, for the for the shop. Anybody want to get in touch with the shop or book an appointment? How, how would they do that? Uh, so we have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram. And our Facebook is um, well, facebook.com forward slash foreign cuts. It's foreign cuts with a Z. Um, just go on, click book now, and I can get you in a slot. Um, just But be mindful. Do it in like a timely manner. You know what I mean? Because last minute stuff, it, it, it's hard to, you know, fit you in. Um, and, you know, for the military out there, like, the ship is coming back. The, the fleet is coming back. So, you know, that means it's going to be a rush of a lot of people. So get your get your appointments now. Um, also, Instagram, um, foreigncuts underscore official. You can hit me up on there as well, and, you know, we can get you in in a timely manner. So, yeah. And uh, for me, my Instagram name is Quincy. That's probably the most primary platform I use um, but I'm not even gonna try to tell you how to spell it if you check out the foreign cuts page I'm, I'm tagged in a lot of those photos I take a lot of those photos so you'll you'll find me on Cordell's Instagram on the foreign cuts page you'll see us <laughs> do you got anything coming up for for uh for Yent as the creative oh, we director do. we do we do we have a lot of projects um so connecting this is just one of the coolest things to me um a a japanese cape company that's a really well known a barber cape company they do like luxury capes um yeah uh we're collaborating with them and gonna do a whole series with yen yeah so that's really big um because it's just it's really special to me i'm getting to throw yent in with the barbering world and be able to use cess for videography it's going to be a whole little thing so that's that's probably the most the closest thing going on, uh, we have a lot of work with people in L.A. Colleen was able to make a lot of connections in L.A. And there's some there's some ideas getting tossed around. I can't really throw out yeah, anything yeah, too official, but that one that that uh, the uh, NK Supply is the name of the cape company. Uh, okay. That one is official, and that's in the work. Man, it's been a pleasure having you, dudes here, man. Yeah, thank it's you, been man. Fun, hey, man. You know what I'm saying. And uh, y'all keep that thing going, man. And I know y'all going to be successful. I can just feel your vibes and your energy and everything. And uh, like I say, man, if a brother comes in with some doubts to this white dude here, he's going to tell you, man, get your ass in the chair. I got you, dog. So if he does that, just do it, all right? All right, we got some unexpected noise that just popped up. I don't know what the hell is going on behind us or around us somewhere. Yeah. Around blasting propaganda. But yeah, check us out. Um, Follow us. On Twitter, Instagram, um, listen to us everywhere that streams plat- uh, podcasts, excuse me, um, Spotify, iTunes, wherever, man. Just just check us out. And yeah, we out. Roar Urban Mobile Podcast. Woo!